Hi, this is Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen. As proud sponsors of BeliefCast, we hope you are inspired by Todd's weekly podcasts, which contain so many courageous stories of recovery and personal growth. Remember, it's not what happened in the past that matters, it's what happens in the future. We invite you all to work hard and be optimistic about your future. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you so much for tuning in week after week. As you guys know, I am so grateful for you guys, and I appreciate you believing in me and you know promoting what I'm doing here and sharing this with people. It's been so awesome to watch the growth of this, and I couldn't do it without you. So thank you for tuning in. That means the world to me. I like like to give a shout out to my sponsors, uh, Mori Nutrition. Um, they have a calm drink. This is the official drink of the belief cast now, which is really cool. It helps with anxiety. Um, Wasatch Recovery, Siegfried and Jensen, and Thread Wallets. And then I'd like to give a shout out to Paul Cardall. The music you heard at the beginning of this podcast and at the ending is for my good friend, Paul Cardall. He's a, an award-winning pianist, uh, an amazing man, amazing story. So thank you for letting us use your music, Paul. And um, as always, I bring on such amazing people and I, I I'm the lucky one cause I get to see him face to face and to, to be able to do this, uh, means the world to me. And today it's no different today. We, we have the founder and CEO of momentum technology, Amanda Pietracola. Amanda, thank you for being here today. My pleasure, Todd. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It truly is a pleasure to have you. Um, I, like I told you earlier, I've been, you know, really researching you and seeing all the good that you're doing in this world, not just with your company, but even outside of that, which we're going to get into. So we're really lucky to have Amanda today. A um, little bit more about uh, Momentum Technology, uh, boasts two successful mobile apps that have helped nearly 7 million individuals. I mean, that truly is saying something. <laughs> um, she began her career in the in the STEM industry as a college intern and went on to acquire the same product. She began working for all before the age of 30. She has since founded Momentum Technology as an innovative mobile app company that has helped millions protect their personal privacy. And um, she's doing a lot of good outside of that as well, where she's donating through her other uh, charities, uh, through her company, and just making a difference. So we're so excited. Why don't we start, Amanda? Tell us where you grew up and maybe a little bit about your childhood. Awesome. Well, thank you for that beautiful introduction. So appreciate it. Um, you bet. Excited to be here and chat with you today. So yes, you probably wouldn't know it from my non-accent. I've been told I don't have an accent, but I was actually born in Staten Island, New York. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And then moved to New Jersey um, and spent the majority of my life there. And then in 2022, uh, made the fairly large move from New Jersey down to Nashville, Tennessee, and absolutely love it. Um, oh, so yeah. Thrilled, thrilled to be exploring a new town, new city, so many great people here. Um, but yeah, I, I frequently am back between New Jersey and, and Nashville since we've got a team in both places. Yeah, I've been in Nashville once for a weekend uh, on a development trip that I was on, and boy, it was beautiful. We went to, we listened to a lot of great music. The food was excellent. Yeah. Um, the downtown was hopping. So yeah, I can see why you would love that place. Yeah. Yeah. Lots to do. Um, whether it's like you said, country music, nature kind of has a little bit of everything here. except yeah. the beach, So that's what Jersey's for. Right. Well, you know, you're, you're obviously a very driven woman, uh, who, you know, believes in herself and, you know, you work hard. 
how were you like that as a child? And maybe tell us a little bit about how you were when you were younger. Yeah. Um, so it's funny, my earliest or some of my earliest memories, um, living in Staten Island, you know, it was a very close knit neighborhood. And I was kind of middle aged between the oldest kids on the block and the youngest ones on the block. And I was often <laughs> the one that was connecting both groups together. Oh, okay. Um, and that's something that has followed me through my life where I've just always been very relationally driven, care very much about bringing people together. Um, I love networking, not for what I can get out of it, but out of who I can connect people to. Mm. And so I think that's something that very much so followed me from childhood into adulthood. And I think um, the reason that I were part of the reason that I was in the position I was to acquire a product I started on as an intern was really due to the relationships that I had built over the years, trust okay. with previous owners and founders. And, um, you know, I just, for me, building solid, genuine relationships in business has always been key. And uh, yeah, I think my childhood definitely, unbeknownst to me and my parents at the time, was indicative of, of yeah. kind of the future. Yeah. So connecting people's, uh, we could say, is your superpower. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to think so. Yeah. And that really is, you know, I have a a good friend of mine who is a lot like you where she, she knows everybody. She connects people together. She makes things happen for other people. And, you know, that's kind of the feeling I get from you. Even after, like I said, really reading up on you and all the good you're doing, I can see why that has really played a really powerful uh, role in your life at this, you know, present time. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. So Tell us what what did you do in high school? Were you active in sports? Were you in clubs? What 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 were you like in high school? Uh, so fun fact, I was actually homeschooled from. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm one of those. <laughs> You're one of those people. <laughs> we we always say there's a difference between being homeschooled and a homeschooler, though, and I, I okay. think the stigma that people sometimes attach. <laughs> yeah, real real here. Right. Uh, <laughs> But a lot of times people have the misconception that homeschoolers are, you know, introverted and very sheltered yeah. and don't really have great, um, like, social interaction skills. Yeah. And so my parents were very aware of, I think, that stigma. Um, and so from preschool, basically, all the way through high school, you know, I went to college, but I was homeschooled for the majority of my schooling career. Um, and so I was involved in um, gymnastics. Mm. So that was, you know, kind of, I'm not really a sports person, but gymnastics was, was my thing. Oh yeah. And then we were just heavily involved and still are, um, in our church. And that was where I got a lot of my social interaction with kids, my own age, uh, just involved in different volunteering efforts and, and just being a part of making the community better. So, um, probably a, a good little peek into my childhood. Yeah, no, I love that. And you definitely uh, do not fit the mold of a homeschooler. So thank you. So there's another compliment for you because <laughs> I never would have guessed. <laughs> yeah, in, in college, um, I happened to get into conversation about that with a fellow classmate. And it was funny because she turned to me and she goes, you were homeschooled? You're not weird at all. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hopefully I can be the poster child that homeschooling is, is a exactly. good thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, homeschooling is a good thing. Look, look, look at this, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, again, like you know, there's so much we could talk about here, but I, let's get right into it. You know, you started working as an intern and then eventually took over, <laughs> basically, 
and you you founded Momentum Technology. Talk about that process and and how does someone do that? Because that's a pretty bold thing to do. Yeah, so pretty pretty crazy story. Not your typical path for sure. Um, so I was, let's see, really where it started was I was working at my church's daycare, and one of the mm. parents of one of the boys that was in my class. She, unbeknownst to me, was the executive assistant to the two creators of the product I, you know, nearly a decade later acquired. Um, Happened to find out degrees were similar. She was asking, you know, what I was looking to do um, career-wise. And I said I was looking for an internship. And she said, well, you know, let me check with my bosses. They've never done it before, but maybe they'll be interested in it. Um, and so within a couple weeks, I never interviewed, I never submitted a resume. Literally it was, they were wow. going to get free help because I just wanted college credit for it. Sure. Yeah. And they took her word that I was, you know, person of integrity and, and would do yeah. well, brought me on as an intern. Um, and within that period of me coming on as an intern, someone, um, left their customer support department. And my my boss's words at the la- or famous last words at that point were, "Oh, the intern can fill in till we find somebody." <laughs> <laughs> so I started filling in, you know, wow. working time, interning. Um, ended up coming on full time and doing school at the same time, also okay. full time. So I was very Dang. busy for a couple of years. Yeah, and um, just over the years, worked my way up from customer support to team lead to director of customer success and then ultimately to product manager of spoof card which was the first app that they created okay and um the crazy part for me was that in 2018 january 2018 i had been there almost eight years and started thinking you know have i settled i was seeing friends move to other positions move to other cities and experiencing a whole new life and i thought you know like maybe it's time, maybe I should consider doing something else. Um, because I'm a person of faith, I always put it before the Lord and ask, like, is yeah. this the right next move? Yeah. And probably one of the few times in my life that I can say I almost heard an audible voice <laughs> that wow. just inside said, the end of this year will look very different than it does right now. And I had no other context other than that, but it was just this understanding of stay put, bloom where you're planted. And so I was obedient to that. And I'm so thankful I was because um, about six months later was when they approached me with this opportunity of, you know, we're looking to sell this product. Would you be interested in, you know, becoming CEO? And then that evolved to, are you interested in acquiring it? Um, And it was not something I went after. God literally just dropped it in my lap. Wow. yeah, it was definitely one of the craziest uh, scenarios, something I never saw coming. Um, but just, I think, a testament to, you know, blooming where you're planted, being obedient. Yeah. A small voice that um, we should all be, you know, asking the Lord, what's the next step? And do I move or do I wait? Um, no, I love that. And, you know, that really, um, I wanted to ask you this. I was going to ask you this anyways, but this will be a good time. You know, I was reading in a real, uh, an article that uh, uh, interview you know, this uh, Medium article that uh, interviewed you, oh, yeah. and it says your core why for what you do is first and foremost to bring the glory to God and honor Him in everything that you do, 
and secondly, to invest in people both personally and professionally. Obviously, your faith means a lot to you. Um, you're obviously not afraid to talk about it, which is great too. You're very open about it. Um, talk about that, and you know how did that get cultivated in you? Obviously, probably happened from you know from your parents when you were younger, I would assume. But yeah, tell us how that evolved with you and why faith is so important to you. Yeah, great question. Thank you for asking that. Um, yeah. It is very much so core to who I am. And I definitely have my parents to thank for that. You know, when I was born, they were actually really kind of just starting their own faith journey in a deeper and more meaningful way. Okay. And so growing up, I got a chance to watch them kind of walk this out in in real time. You know, I think a lot of children sometimes are born into homes where their parents' faith is fully solidified and they've yeah. you know, figured it all out, if you will. Uh, and for me, being able to watch my parents take that walk of faith with the Lord in a relationship, not religion, you know, where it's mm, a relationship yeah. with Jesus Christ and and asking God for wisdom and then watching him bring the right people into your path to bring those answers and um, watching them believe for different things in their own life, whether it was, you know, my mom was um, healed of a brain tumor and I got to watch oh, that as a child. Wow. Her wow. God for faith. Yeah. They told her she'd never be able to have more children. Uh, I now have a 23-year-old brother. <laughs> uh, they told her she'd be on medication the rest of her life. She is not. Um, wow. So when you walk through that and you see God show up in such yeah. big, miraculous ways, um, it definitely solidifies your own faith as a child. But then as an adult, understanding like, okay, my faith is, it needs to be my own, not because my parents believe, but do I believe? And owning a business has definitely expedited that process of <laughs> right. seeing God's faithfulness and walking in faith and, you know, not always seeing things that you want in the in the now and saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you and then watching him come through in only a way he can. And so I say to the team, or I actually said this to them recently, this company belongs to God. I am simply the steward of it. Wow. Um, which makes it much easier, I think, to stay humble and realize that success does not belong to me. It belongs, you know, to a team of wonderful people working together. But ultimately, we're in this position to bless others and to bring glory to God. So, wow, that's powerful. And I love that again. Like you're very open about what you believe, and you even say at work, you said, "Hey, this belongs to God, not me." Do you ever get any pushback on that from people at work, or you know, we're like, "Hey, please don't go there." I don't know, is, or do you, or do people just go, "You know what? Hey, this is this is cool, and we we appreciate where she's coming from." Yeah, you know, I I heard a quote years ago that said preach the gospel at all times, and when necessary, use words. And so <laughs> that's really how I, how I, I love that. Like, yeah, it just, it was very impactful for me because I, I think we live in a culture where everyone is yelling something, right? Whether it's yeah. faith or politics or, you know, cultural things. And I never want to be that person where people feel like I'm pushing it on them. And so right. we've worked very hard at Momentum where core values, you know, the core values that we have, I would say, stem from biblical principles that I live, things like integrity, excellence, generosity, um, being humble people who are teachable and want to teach others. 
but right. it's never something where it's, hey, you have to believe this to work here. Like we welcome people from all different backgrounds, all different, you know, whether they have faith or don't, uh, you know, right. like it's an individual journey for every person. Um, so for me, it's more of, I'm, I'm going to live what I know is true. And people have been very respectful of that the same way. I've also been very respectful if they disagree. Um, yeah. Right. Because, like I said, it's a very personal journey for each person. Yeah. I love it. You've, you've said integrity a, a few times already in this interview. Obviously that means a lot to you as well. Will you, will you describe what integrity means to you and, and why that really plays a role in your success? Yeah. So I would say integrity could be defined by a couple different ways. So one for me is being the same person in public as you are in private. Mm. Um, it means doing the right thing even when no one is looking. Yeah. You know, even if you think you can get away with cutting corners, we don't. You know, we want to know or we want people to know that we're going to be the same person consistently day in and day out. Um whether whether they're rude to us, we still act the same, you know, we're not, yeah. not going <laughs> to get revenge on, on people. And I'm talking like personally, you know, what it sure. means to me, but yeah. Um, just, yeah, being that consistent person who is, who is striving to do the right thing at all times, whether or not anyone is looking. Wow. Powerful. You know, Obviously, I, w- you know, we're not perfect. Sure. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. That's, that's the goal, right? That's yeah. the goal. Yeah. No, I love that. And I think, you know, I work with a, a very high risk clientele, you know, they're, you know, they're overcoming drugs and alcohol and, and, you know, mental health issues. And typically I really just break it down to the sim- simple principles of honesty, integrity, accountability, and help someone. They're, they're very simple principles, but it's not always easy to do them, right? <laughs> like you said, we're not perfect. And a lot of times our ego gets in the way and, and we kind of lose our way sometimes. But, uh, but that, that has been a really solid foundation for my clients, just starting there and trying to do those four things consistently on a daily basis. I've noticed that they, you know, feel success from that. And I know that you probably have certain principles that you kind of build not only your life around, but your company. Can you share a few of those principles with us that, you know, besides integrity, I'm sure there's a few others that are important. Yeah. So as far as our core values go, um, Hopefully I can remember all of them. I always ask the team to (laughs) pressure. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But uh, generosity, integrity, innovation, uh, being humble, being people who are encouraging and then being people of excellence uh, Mm. are our six core values that we reiterate basically every two weeks. We do an all hands meeting uh, where we talk through the growth of the company and what's what's going on in different departments, making sure everybody's aligned, um, right. going over those six core values has become habitual for us where, you know, I will just say them out loud, read them to the team. Um, just because we've found that it's one thing to have it in your handbook. It's one thing to say it once a year at a, an appreciation party. It's another to say, Hey, we live these values and keep them at the forefront of what we do. Yeah. Practice what you preach, right? Yep. And, <laughs> Very much and, so. and, and that's tough, right? You know, um, in 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 my church, I would tell my kid, the kids that I'm was mentoring and helping out in our classes, I would say, stop quoting Jesus and be Jesus. Mm. And not that it's bad to quote Jesus, but 
let's be the best we can to be like Jesus. You know, the same characteristics, kind of like what you're saying, that, that humble, that generosity, that innovative, that integrity, you know, and, and I love that about what you're saying there. And I'm sure that's why you have such a strong culture in your business. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not always easy to live it, right? If it were, everybody would, would do <laughs> right. it. Um, yeah. as, are, as are most things, anything worth having normally takes a little bit of work. Um, but I'm, I am very thankful that even though we have a fairly diverse group of people, I think everyone has gotten on board with, you know, they love the culture. They love that we yeah. are drama free, that everyone <laughs> likes right. each other genuinely. Like we have a great time together on our offsites or brainstorming, whatever the case may be. Uh, and so I think when people realize, okay, these are the core values that give yeah. us the culture we love, it's much yeah. easier to get on board and say, okay, let's, let's live these out. Totally love it. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to quote you here. You, you, another quote from an, another article that you uh, were a part of, and I, this was really powerful. And it was basically asking you why, you know, kind of how you handle your business with your employees. And you said, quote, be human first. One of the first initiatives and probably the foundation of creating a wonderful workplace is to be human first before being their boss or manager, have empathy, be a listening ear and understanding that your employees have life outside of work. We spend so much of our time at work, it's nearly impossible to have our personal issues overlap our professional life at some point. So talk about that. What does it mean to be human first, and why why is that something that you've kind of cultivated there? Yeah, such a good question. Um, also, I have to say, I appreciate the research that you did. That, that means a lot. That uh, Well, yeah, I take pride in when I bring a guest on. I want to make sure I know who they are. Since we're not living in the same state, it's really hard to, I can't just, you know, chum around with you a little bit, but uh, I do my best to try to really get to know you the best that I can. And I, like I said at the beginning, I'm so impressed with how you live your life. It really is inspiring to me. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so being human first for us means a couple things. Um, one is that we live work-life balance. We don't just preach it. Um, so if someone yeah. is on vacation, it is severely frowned upon for them to be reading emails on vacation, <laughs> on to Slack, just to check in on things. Um, we work very hard to not reach out to people after hours on a work day, on weekends, on vacation. Like, you know, um, something has to be on fire for us to be asking <laughs> online after hours. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of times in the startup culture, there's this belief that you have to hustle and grind 24-7, sacrifice your family, sacrifice your health, yeah. um, sacrifice your mental well-being to get ahead. And I think that could that there's nothing that could be further from the truth because yeah. maybe it'll take you a little longer to get there. But when you get there, you'll still have a healthy family. You'll be healthy. Um, I read a stat recently. I hope I get the number correct, but um, Steve Jobs was an incredible mind and he built yeah. an amazing business. So many people utilize Apple for computers and phones and watches and the list was on. Yeah. But he died of cancer with a net worth of, I believe, over $10 billion. Wow. 
And for me, that was a really staggering stat to read because I thought, you know, there's that pressure in business and when you're on an entrepreneurial journey of I have to keep up with everybody and I have to do more than everybody to get ahead. Yeah. But you can build an incredible business that's used by probably hundreds of millions of people, if not billions of people. And he's not here to enjoy it, which is such a tragedy. Sure. More more than if it took Apple a decade longer to build what he built. Um, And so when we look at momentum and our people, it's like your health is paramount. Your family should be who's getting your best long before work is getting the best of you. Like, yes, you should do your best at work. You should do things with excellence. Yeah. But your family should not be getting the scraps of what's left over after a work day. <laughs> right. So, so really trying to ensure that our team takes their PTO, um, prioritizes family, because when you have things in the right order, you know, which for me, it's God first, family second, work third. When things are in the right order, people thrive. But yeah. if work is first, everything else suffers. Um, and so, you know, my goal has always been with Momentum that whether people stay with us long term or move on to another opportunity, I want them to leave the company being better professionally and personally, yeah. and having values and things that they've learned that benefit not just them, but also the people they touch in the future. Wow. I love that. That's, that's awesome. I bet people just love working for you. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I really I'm, hope. I'm, I'm over here going, uh, are you hiring? Uh, yeah, maybe I'll apply. <laughs> we are hiring for a product manager. So a little plug okay. there. Jason, little any, plug. Um, people are interested. <laughs> no, I love it. And I think, you know, when you have your priorities straight, it, it's amazing how like Think about it. And, and, you know, my background, I mean, I was a drug addict for 10 years and my life was a complete shambles. And it's, and if I look back on it, you know, take the drugs out of it. I, I, my priorities were all backwards. I mean, at the end of the day, it was like, which created anxiety, depression, you know, the list goes on. And it's just, it's, I'm always, I always laugh at myself a little bit. It's like, man, the answer was so simple. Just start being honest, start having integrity be accountable for your life. And, and why don't you help some people? <laughs> and, and it's like those simple little principles is really what turned my life around, but it eliminated a lot of these mental health issues I was wrestling with. And so I can imagine when people are working for you and you guys are living by these, these core principles that you not only are giving them a good place to work, but you also are probably helping them with their own individual mental health. Yeah, I I certainly hope so. I mean, even down to uh, we talked about confronting situations, and and I realize a lot of people are not raised with healthy ways to handle confrontation. You know, either yeah. it's super unhealthy and people are yelling and screaming, or they don't confront at all, and so issues just are under the surface until someone finally explodes. Um, yeah. And so we had a meeting where we talked about how do we handle if there's interpersonal issues? You know, you're waiting on something from somebody or someone makes a joke and it's actually offensive for some reason. And my pastor uses the term carefrontation. And I Mm. thought, yeah, I'm going to steal that for momentum because it reshapes the perspective of Mm -hmm. 
instead of confronting an issue, it's I care enough about the relationship that I need to be honest with you with how this made me feel. And I want to work through it with you because I care about you. I care about keeping unity and peace in our relationship. And so even something like that, I really do hope that that team members, you know, in the past who heard it, present people who are, are still with the company who hear it, do take nuggets like that into their personal life. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, that, that can be a game changer for marriages, for parent-child relationships, friendships. Um, so, yeah, our, our goal is to keep people whole in every area of their life. Yeah, it's beautiful. We need more people like you and more organizations like you. I love it. Um, you were also quoted once saying, some people are so poor, all they have is money. That hit me like right between the eyeballs. I was like, dang. Um, tell us what, what that means to you when you when you hear that. Yeah, I think that goes back to what we were talking about before with work-life balance, um, with not being in the pursuit of just money. Like, yes, we all need money to live. Right. Um, revenue <clears throat> is how a company ages. Are we growing? Mm-hmm. So on and so forth. Um, but when I launched Momentum Impact, which you touched on, on briefly in the intro, um, it's our philanthropic branch of the company dedicated to giving away a percentage of profit to charities locally and globally every year. Um, and since we started in 2021, thankfully, uh, again, glory to God for this, we have yeah. been able to give over $350,000 away. Um, wow. That's incredible. Yeah. It's definitely, it's, it's one of those like pinch me moments that I, yeah. I just, you know, um, honored that, that we've been put in a position to steward finances so well that we're also able to bless the world around us. Um, but I, I think when people are just in the pursuit of money selfishly, um, you know, the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil, not money, but the love of it. And right. See that in business where people are so focused on money that it very quickly turns to greed and very quickly turns to they'll do anything that lacks integrity, lacks excellence to make a buck. Um, uh, and I never ever want to be in that. Um, I never want my heart to be in that position where right. that focus. And I and I think that's where generosity really helps keep that accountability, like you said, in our hearts to know, okay, what's the purpose that we're doing this for? Um, and I've said to the team, eventually I want our, our key performance indicator to be how much did we give this year and not how much did we make. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So that's, that's called momentum impact. Uh, if, if I failed to mention that earlier, we, we talked about it, but yeah, momentum impact, which is part of that uh, charity uh, giveaway that you, you say, and I love that you're doing that globally. Again, very impressive. And again, it goes along with your core values, not only as a human being, as a person, but for your business. And again, practicing what you preach, right? Yes. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, So what what are the future plans? What, What do you have? Like, you know, you seem like a very driven person like we talked about. And do you have other like big ideas you're working on that you could maybe even share with us or, you know, what you're looking to do in the next few years? Yeah. So I, I touched on, you know, the app that started it all. Um, but 
actually, I, I think my COO told me today it was 40 days ago or so, <laughs> um, not yeah. that we're counting, um, <laughs> that we launched a brand new mobile app called Call From Work. Mm. And the goal of this app is to help really professionals nationwide, but specifically, I think it really speaks to people who have an office phone that is, you know, connected to a physical location like an office. So okay. if you've got HVAC professionals or a doctor who's got, you know, their office phone, a lot of people are calling back clients and patients and customers through their personal cell phone, which completely eliminates privacy and that work-life balance. Because yeah. now when they call back, they're getting you personally instead of the office, their <laughs> secretary or someone yeah. who's still working <laughs> versus someone who's now off the clock and still dealing with work calls. So, um, so we're thrilled to have launched that because it is a, like we talked about earlier, passion point of ours to make sure our own team balances work and life. Um, but the beauty of what the app does is in less than 60 seconds, you can verify a number that you own and operate like a landline. It'll get connected to the mobile app. And then from your cell phone, you can call patients, clients, whoever you need, and show the office line as your caller ID. Oh, so wow. It basically makes a landline okay. mobile in seconds. Wow. Um, yeah. So, so that that's just awesome. Five. We're really happy to have a product that, you know, um, is part of our own core values, but hopefully yeah. will also help people regain that work life balance because I think COVID really you know, being remote for so many people, it just right. kind of robbed them of that, that balance between both. And, um, so that's, that's one thing. Um, we've also, the, the products that we already have, uh, we've processed over a hundred million calls through our services. And so we're now expanding into more of a B2B realm where we are working with various vendors to help them prevent and mitigate telecom fraud um because naturally okay. processing that many calls we've learned a lot about patterns and yeah. um you know what kinds of calls could be more suspect um and so that's an area of the business that we're expanding into now um and then obviously we've got some other mobile apps that i can't share about quite yet um, okay hopefully <laughs> will uh be brought public uh, or to the public, I should say, in 2024. Okay. Love it. Very cool. I'm sure those are going to be very amazing things and um, going to continue to bring success to to you and your company and the world. So what, I, another question I have for you is what is a, what does a day look like for you? Do you, do you have like a morning routine? Like, do you do something in the morning that kind of keeps you centered and grounded, you know, you know, maybe obviously exercising more of your faith, that kind of thing. Could you share with us kind of what you do to do that? Yeah, it's funny. I was just having this conversation with myself this morning that I need to get up <laughs> earlier. <laughs> I'm, I've never been a morning person. I'm a night owl, but I feel like night owls, at least for me, I'm not as productive at night. It's more of like decompressing, whereas the morning is when I'm revving up for the day. Yeah, right. So um, morning routine... At this point, um, it does look a little bit different depending on the day. We currently sure. have a, a hybrid um, situation, which I love. So we're home three days and we're in office two days. Okay. So my remote days, 
uh, typically I'm, I'm getting up and I'm still getting ready because I find when you're remote, it's easy to like work in PJs all day. And that, that does not help <laughs> <be> productive. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm the same way. I've got to get dressed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So getting up, getting ready, um, spending time with the Lord, whether that's listening to, uh, I, I found recently a podcast called the leader's cut by Preston Morrison, I believe is his name. Mm. Um, and that has just been like earth shattering for me in so many really? great ways of what it looks like to be a biblically based leader. Um, and so that's wow. you know, something to listen to that podcast. Cool. Uh, definitely a time. I love reading the book of Proverbs, uh, just for that, the wisdom. There's always something new that jumps out at me for what I'm walking yeah. through. Um, definitely a time of prayer. Sometimes it's just putting some worship music on while I'm getting things yeah. ready in the morning. <laughs> so it, it varies, but I actually kind of like having a little bit of a routine with some flexibility. So it's not as, as regimented. Right. No, that's good. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge, uh, believer on morning routines. I, you know, I've, I heard this a long time ago. It's a very common saying now, but you know, if you win the first hour of the day, you win the day. Yes. If you lose the first hour of the day, you spend the rest of the day looking for it. <laughs> and so I've had true. those days too, you know, some days I'm looking for it, you know, but I do know when I get up and I center myself and I connect with God and I connect with myself and I kind of get myself grounded. It really makes the day go so much better and it's better for me and for my clients and that kind of thing. So it's good to hear that you do have something that you do that kind of keeps you where you need to be. It's funny too. I find almost without fail that if I commit the start of my day to the Lord, the mm-hmm. rest of the day, I feel more productive. I feel like time goes by a little bit slower. So therefore I'm able to get more done. Yeah. Um, and the days where I just kind of wake up and jump into the day, I totally agree with you. I'm looking for that hour. Like what happened? I blinked and the day is over. Um, so it's just, I love how, how God works where when we do commit, that first part of the day to him. He's so faithful to give it back to us. Instantly. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. just multiplies the time we have. Totally. Yeah. I've, I've noticed that as well. That's, it's so true. You know, I want to, I do want to mention that you, you received an award, a uh, hundred women to know in America, um, back in 2023, right. Which is, I guess we're still in 2023. <laughs> um, see, I told you I'd mess up. We'll laugh and we'll just keep going on. But but that's a pretty amazing award uh, by is it J P Morgan Chase that uh, yeah. gave that to you? Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to give a shout out to you. Congratulations on that. Yeah. Um, I've read comments of what people have said, and everyone's like, "Oh, well deserved," and you know, and you 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 know, you are the example of this, and and you truly are. And I just I want to I want to make our you know make it clear to our listeners that you know you are out there really making a difference, and and this has been just fun to sit and talk to you today. Yeah, you as well, Todd. And I, I love your story, too. I think you're also a great picture of someone who um, did take responsibility and own it. And it made such a difference in your life versus, I'm sure, yeah. I don't know a ton about your childhood and history, but um, I think a lot of people like to make excuses for where they are in life rather than right. saying, no, I have the power to change it. Right. Um, so I just want to commend you too. I mean, I, I think you. you also have an incredible story and I'm, I'm honored that we have been able to connect. <laughs> no, thank you. I really appreciate that. If if someone wants to reach out to you, um, Amanda, and, and know more about you, ask you a question, uh, learn more about your company or, you know, 
have the access to your apps and that kind of thing? What's the best way for them to do that? Yeah. So from the company perspective, they can go to momentumtech.io, not .com, .io. Uh, and then for me directly, uh, I post pretty often on LinkedIn about just lessons I'm learning in the journey. Yeah. Um, and my name is pretty unique. So if they just look up Amanda Pietrocola in LinkedIn, I'll probably be the top result that comes up. <laughs> um, but yeah. That's- way to connect with me and kind of just see um, what we're doing and and what I'm learning on the journey. Well, I'll definitely put those links in the show notes so everyone can just go right to it when they listen to this, uh, which will be great. And I hope people will reach out and and, uh, get involved with what you're doing and that kind of thing. Um, I want to ask you one last question before we wrap it up. If, If there's someone right now listening to your voice who's in a dark place, they're struggling, and they're just, they feel lost. What's, what one thing could you tell that person right now? Mm. Wow. What I would say to them is that they're not alone and that the Lord is very near and waiting to come into their life and illuminate those dark places. All they have to do is call out to him. Um, it is not somewhere that they have to stay stuck. Uh, he is the rescuer and the restorer of those that diligently seek him. Um, and if they are at a at a place where they're willing to welcome him in, he will be there for them in every way that they need. Wow. Beautifully said. Seriously. Well, Amanda, I can't thank you enough for being on the show today. Um, it's been a pleasure. I I feel uplifted. I feel love. I feel my heart's expanding. Thank you. I mean, honestly, I'm so impressed with, with the way you're living your life. And, and I know you're not perfect. I'm not, I I know that, but boy, you really are doing a great job of, you know, adhering to your principles, staying close to your faith and really trying to make a difference in this world. And you are, and it's just, it's great to know people like you. And it just, reminds me of, you know, where I need to maybe up my game in certain areas of my life, <laughs> you know? So thank you for just sharing with us and, and uplifting all of us who uh, had the opportunity to hear this today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for your kind words. And thank you for having me on the show. Honored to be here. Absolutely. Well, there you go, folks. Amanda Pietricola, please reach out to her, check out her company, hit her up on LinkedIn. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I'm sure you felt what I felt today, just uh, just this surge of energy and frequency and love. And man, it's a beautiful thing. And I'm grateful for people like Amanda who stand up to her values and is not afraid to talk about it. Um, we need more people like that. So if, if you've been one to kind of bat, you know, shy down from those, those things, let's follow Amanda's example and, and, and be like her. And uh, so, yeah, thanks for tuning in. I love you guys. And until next time, everyone, take care.